0: You're listening to the hockey podcast network new shows every day. Find us at the hockey podcast network.com or
1: wherever you get your podcasts from.
0: season won't be around forever so get in on all the action now with DraftKings the leader in one day fantasy sports. DraftKings is giving new players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Claim your free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes when using code THPN during sign up. Playing daily fantasy basketball is simple just pick your lineup stay under the salary cap and see how your team stacks up against the competition. With DraftKings, payday comes every day for players. So what are you waiting for? Head to the app now. Download the DraftKings app now and use code THPN during signup. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's code THPN to get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every
2: game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron. And veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron.
1: Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Friday, May 7th, Ian Cameron with you. Jimmy Murphy momentarily joining me as well. As We look forward to a Friday uh, NHL card. Uh, With seven games on tap, we will get to those uh, in just a second. Uh, We have had a fun week of shows. We've had so much to talk about. The Tom Wilson incident, the sudden change in the front office with the New York Rangers that left a lot of us having to pick our jaws up off the floor from seeing that take place. Um, All kinds of uh, fascinating storylines developing. Connor McDavid, the chase for 100 points continues, and he's closing in on the century mark in points three more last night albeit in a losing effort for his Edmonton Oilers uh, who um really actually to be honest with you didn't play a poor game by any stretch they just were uh basically uh, uh, subverted uh by uh you know poor goaltending uh, more than anything else early in that game from uh Miko Koskinen I don't think he could have stopped the first goal uh, even the second one I don't blame him fully but man alive two really bad goals That were led in there by uh and uh the third and the fourth goal that made it four nothing canucks and you could tell he was pretty pissed off that he gave up those goals slamming his stick against the ice knew he was getting the yank as well uh, at that time in the game but uh nevertheless uh every Edmonton goal scored last night. Connor McDavid was in on it with an assist. So he's now up to 96 points and now just four away from getting to 100 points this season uh, in the NHL in in, in 56 games, which would just be a remarkable, unbelievable accomplishment. Uh, Of course, uh, other action we saw last night, Toronto Maple Leafs uh, blitzing the Montreal Canadiens. Rough first period for the young goalie, uh, Caden Primo. I don't think the team was great in front of them either, but uh, nevertheless, the Leafs do what they've done all season. They beat a team that beat them the last time they played them. Uh, They did it again last night, a good win for the uh, Leafs there as they look to uh, to come in oh so close now to uh, clinching the division. I think just one more win will do it uh, for the Toronto Maple Leafs clinching that North division. Uh, You look at some of the other uh, games we saw uh, last night. Uh, The big one, of course, in terms of the one we are were all talking about the whole world was on Boston last night, the whole chat, the Ice Guys chat room out here on the YouTube channel was on Boston, Jimmy was on Boston, I was on Boston. Not only were we all on Boston, most of us, we were on them different ways, many different ways. First period, puck line, regulation, maybe a Ranger team total under for some people uh, as well. And all of them, uh, ding, 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 is what you would say with each and every one of those four nothing, including a certain Jake DeBrusque, Uh, finally finding the back of the net for the Boston Bruins uh, last night. And the funny thing is, and I'm thankful now this happened, I would have bet Jake DeBrusk plus 275, 300 before the game, but I forgot to. I forgot to bet it. Forgot to get the bet in. So all of a sudden I see Jimmy's tweet, and he's about to join us in just a second, that he likes Jake Jake DeBrusk is going to score a goal tonight. That's what he uh, posted on Twitter last night, I think, late in the first period. And then I'm like reminded, oh, yeah, I was going to bet Jake DeBrusk to score tonight, and I didn't. So I went in, you know, live bet. There's a lot of books that offer you live in-game goal scorer props as well. Uh, and I could get Jake DeBrusque, and I did early in the second, at plus 700 to score a goal because the longer the game goes on, the better the price gets. And I jumped on it at that price, and then like 10 minutes of real time later, there he is, Jake DeBrusque, scoring for the uh, Boston Bruins. To, uh, that was the third goal to make it 3 nothing. Uh, for the Bruins. So unbelievable timing. Great call uh, by Jimmy on that one. And a lot of times when everybody and his brother and the whole world's on one side, sometimes you want to run and wait and bet the other side. Thankfully last night was not one of those instances. Jimmy Murphy, welcome to the show. How are you?
2: I'm great, man. Yeah. And thank you to Jake the brush (laughs) for helping me out there. No, you could just see that coming. If you were watching that game closely and watching his shifts, which I was after what I told you guys before, you know, he was just not in a good place before the game. And when he spoke to us and then towards the end of his you know media session, I, I kind of I got him to open up a bit. And, he you know, he started to talk about it and, and it seemed like maybe he was sort of all right. You know what? I'm going to just go out there and have some fun. And you could tell when he went out there, there was a new life to him. And every shift kept building and building. And he had one breakaway before, but it got broken up. And then, of course, it led to that. You know, he led to that goal that he had there. So a great game for him. And I'm happy for everyone out there whoever saw that. And also just for everyone that, you know, jumped on that game with us uh, to take the Bruins in so many different ways. I'll tell you this, Ian. And I, 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 I'm gonna call them right out here and throw them under the bus. I'm done with Bovada. So I had a parlay where, let me see, what was it? I had I had the first, I had the Bruins in the first period. I had um, who was it? Caroline. No, I don't know. I, you know what? I'll have to go find it. But anyhow, I had a three-team parlay of first periods, okay? Yep. And I won, and the money never showed up, and it it's up as a loss still. And they don't have a phone number to get through to. Uh, all you you can do is these chats, which are clearly just robots and algorithms talking to you, and you can't you can't get anything done. So it's kind of frustrating, but I did do pretty well last night, as I was telling you guys in the private chat. Uh, I'm not complaining. it was a good night for me, and I hope it was a good night for everybody
1: yeah, that's not the first bovada horror story that I've heard to be oh, honest with' you. It's unfortunate but uh yeah' it's unfortunate but true uh, that God, is, I, but, just, I just
2: miss humans it's not just in you know gambling online it's everything you do now where you you know whether you're calling up to take care of your cable bill or something you got an issue there Just everything's computerized give me a human, you know
1: I agree. I mean you were talking to it seems like machine. Please hang on for the next yeah. available representative. Please yep. press one if you want to stay on the line. If you'd like to talk to this person, please press two. Dial yeah. the pound key for repeating all options.
2: Bovada. Bovada, yeah. Bovada you, you can, they know now in the chat, they tell you when you're chatting with who, whatever it is, it yeah. says enter keywords to help us know what you need, you need from us. And then you enter keywords and like, well, that doesn't register. Try again. And he's, like, he's just like, what? <laughs> like, just get, me, get me through to somebody. So, yeah, it was a little frustrating dealing with that this morning. It was one of those mornings. But I'll tell you, that was a great night. And you could just tell. I mean, I, I, look, I'm not – this isn't – excuse me. This doesn't want – I don't want this to come off as an insult to the Rangers and me trying to say they didn't try. But they were exactly how we expected. I mean, have you ever seen a team just so not there? I, I mean, it was just like – I, I think the shots they got, what did they end up with? 12 shots? I mean, I,
0: I, think, close to that.
2: Yeah, I think all the shots they got, they, they were almost accidental. They maybe went off their butt or their head or something. Cause they weren't, they just, they weren't there. These poor guys were just dead. And that makes me wonder. And I know we'll get to it later and you guys will cover it tomorrow, but tomorrow's, and I, I'm really interested to see later on, if we have a chance to talk about it, how you'd approach tomorrow's game between the Bruins and the Rangers. It, it's, it, I'm very in between on that game. Like, part of me says, "Oh, the Bruins are going to kill him again because the Bruins can still win the division. The Bruins are still p- going for seeding." But then another part says, "Maybe the Rangers got that out of their system. They they start to play for pride." I don't know. It's going to be an interesting game to uh, bet on.
1: Yeah, no doubt about that. Um, I, when I look at it from in terms of uh, tomorrow's game, it's still Boston or pass for me. Like, there's no way I could get to the Rangers. I mean, the season's over. Right, it's but are still going
2: to find any value? You know?
1: Yeah. And that's the question now, though. You know, we've seen this now. Look, Colorado beat the hell out of San Jose a couple games, and then San Jose beat them the final game. We saw it there. We saw it Vancouver and Edmonton. Edmonton beat the piss out of Vancouver two games in a row. And Vancouver beats them last night in the in the last game of the series. I think this is the last game of the Ranger Bruins series. You worry about that just a little bit in the back of your mind. That being said, I'll tell this right now to everyone listening and watching. There's no way I'm back in the Rangers the rest of this regular season. There's absolutely no, not at all.
2: I just pass. I mean, that would be my, you know, that would be my alternative. I mean, I'm looking at it right now. Um, You can get 185 in regulation on the Bruins. Or you could do the first period, which is a lot better, plus 105. But I'll tell you what, and I think Melissa Cunningham brought this up last week. uh, The Bruins, I know they won that game on Saturday afternoon last week, but the Bruins tend to be uh, very lethargic, so to speak, uh, on Saturday afternoon games. So something to keep in mind, especially on on a first period bet. They might come out a little slow.
1: That's true. Those Saturday afternoons, there's been, and the w- wins they have had, including, you know, teams like Buffalo, barely won, you know, like yeah. one goal games, yeah. tight games, And so, yeah, that's always the worry that you have. There's no doubt. So that's an interesting one. We'll talk about that more uh, in depth tomorrow, definitely uh, on the uh, Saturday show, big Saturday card, of course, coming up. But uh, yeah, uh, Kyle, by the way, in the chat saying, uh, I need to buy, uh, I owe Jim, Jimmy dinner. There we go. Because of all the, uh, the, the Jake DeBrus prop. That's <laughs> all right. Yeah. 10K last night. Is that what you made, Cal? Oh, holy shit! Good job. Holy shit. Uh,
2: well, all right. Cool. Yeah, you can
1: do it. I owe you dinner. 10K last night. Holy crap! good. Good that, haul. That, that
2: sounds good. good uh, Abe and Louis. Yeah, no problem, buddy. I always like a nice steak with a nice red wine. Let's uh, let's make it happen. I'll
1: tell you what, that makes my few thousand I won in that game look look you know, like nothing hey. in, in comparison. Yeah, but hey, we'll take it.
2: And I'll take one dollar. That's the way I look yeah. at it these days, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah yeah exactly no that that that's amazing if they have ten thousand bucks wow what a profit what a haul uh good stuff there uh no question about that um kyle um great call there all around and by the way someone with a wonderful message to me dm on twitter saying love the show and i loved your thought on the uh whole fighting and the line brawl with the and agreeing with me that oh wow and i made the point yesterday and i appreciate that message that Yeah, I love line brawls and I love fights, but like I said, I want them to be spontaneous. I want them to be in the flow of the game, natural emotion, a natural reaction type deal. Like back in the day when fighting was in its heyday, when it was Bob Probert and Stu Grimson and Bob Probert and Wendell Clark and Marty McSorley and Shane Churla and all these guys, we didn't need someone getting cross-checked in the face We didn't need someone getting their head slammed against the boards and cross-checked from behind. We didn't need someone, a a knee-on-knee hit to one of our teammates being a reason to throw down, being a reason to drop the gloves and get the hate on. It was just natural. You want to beat your ass? I'm a tough uh, son of a bitch. You are on the other side, the enforcers. Let's throw down. Mono a mono. Let's see who's better. Chuck in the nuts. It had nothing to do with an uh, ulterior incident. That's the fights I want to see still. Line brawls and fights when they're natural. They're not because, oh, this guy took a knee out of my teammate or cross-checked him into the glass and dirty hit from behind or a knee-on-knee hit or an open-ice elbow to the head. You know, I don't want it because of those reasons. I want it to be natural. So – that's that's the point that's what the person that messaged me said i agree with you spot on those are the reasons why we still want line brawls for those reasons
2: right and i I thought i kind of thought that uh pierre mcguire had a very good point too and you know he said look not to take away from the guts and the and you know the cojones so to speak that uh that those guys showed that don't usually fight that we saw in the beginning of the game you know there's some guys throughout that game they're they're not fighters that might have been Some of them, I don't know. I don't have the stats in front of me, but I'm guessing there had to be one guy at least uh, that was fighting, that maybe had his first fight of the season, if not his career, you know. But they had to do it because they knew they had to show up for their teammates. But if we have it the way it used to be, like you said, and it's not as a result of a cheap shot the prior game or the, the, you know, the teams having to deal with it themselves because the Department of Player Safety sucks, uh, then, you know, we don't see guys put in that precarious position where, you know, maybe it's a guy like a Ryan Strome, man. Ryan Strome shouldn't be fighting, you know, and, and you don't want to see, he's a key player for the Rangers. He could easily break an orbital bone or something. And and that carries into next year, you know, in a meaningless freaking game, he breaks an or, orbital bone. What would that look like? So we don't need that. I'm with Ian. We need the stuff we used to have. I think there's still a place where, I also reference, you know, that spontaneous passionate fight between two star players. It's been so bad sometimes here and there, but, I'm with you. I mean, I I don't know. You know what I I am, though? I'm ready to move on from the whole Tom Wilson stuff because I am so sick of talking about that moron.
1: I am, too. Uh, That is. This is is the end of it today, this little uh, bit that we just talked about now. So let's get to it. Let's get to – we'll get to uh, turn the page now. And why are we here? We're here for betting. We're here to see how we can make some money on this NHL card. So let's get to it for Friday. Uh, We'll start with the Detroit Red Wings and the Columbus Blue Jackets. We have Columbus minus 130. Home favorites, total five shaded to the over. Look, if Detroit wasn't such an under machine right now, I'd be interested in this over at five because Columbus does have uh, Matisse Kivlenics in net tonight for them. Uh, and he hasn't played yet this season, not even made a single start for the Jackets. But Corpusalo's out. They're not going with Merzlikens here. Uh, they're going to give Matisse Kivlenics, this Latvian goaltending factory that uh, the Jackets have. They have two Latvian goalies now. On the team, Kav, uh, Kavlenics, who's going to start tonight, and of course, Merslekins uh, as well. Um We'll see how he does. He's got great numbers down in the AHL this year, Jimmy. Really good. 2.27 yep. bulls against average for him. So we'll see. And look, Detroit's not really putting up much offense these days. They're still without Dylan Larkin. So the five is tempting to bet over with Kavlenix in there. Because you're always thinking, this guy that's never started here in the NHL, how good can he be? Yeah, he is. Did play well down there in the minors, and Detroit just simply ain't scoring right now. Detroit's been keeping teams in these two to one, three to one, tight checking, low scoring games lately. Normally, two teams out of the playoffs, I want to see a wide open pond hockey game. Usually, you see that more often than not. But I don't know if we'll get that here necessarily. The flip argument, the counter argument to that is Columbus went over the total their last two games against Nashville. You know, both of those games got to six goals. So, you know, wh- where's this one going to go from a totals perspective? I'm really conflicted, back and forth, back and forth on it. I really don't love either side, to be honest with you. I'm not really ready to lay minus one thirty with the Jackets, but Detroit is just a, you know, injury riddled mess. Uh, got a lot of randomness, a lot of variance going on with the this game going into it. I d- will say both of these teams fall into that category of teams that even though they're out of the playoffs, they're still trying, they're still giving you an effort night in and night out. Look at Columbus the other night, giving Nashville, everything they could handle uh, in both of those games, to be honest with you, including the one win. So, which which is what is keeping Dallas alive, still barely uh, going into this game in terms of their, or going into tonight, rather in terms of their playoff hopes. So, um all around going back and forth i'm passing on the side and probably passing on the total as well in this game uh jimmy what's your take here red wings blue jackets
2: my take is i would rather put money on underwater basket weaving than this stupid game so that's my take (laughs) pass
1: (laughs) there you go uh nothing wrong with that it's it's two teams that you know they are what they are they're out of the playoffs and it's a lot of randomness now how it's going to show up especially with the uh Uh, Backup goalie angle for Columbus. Uh, Philadelphia, Washington. Washington minus 170. uh, Home favorites here. Six and a half. The total shaded to the under. Uh, Washington Capitals beat the Rangers twice. Bounced back for them because they uh, had uh, lost both games to Pittsburgh uh, before that. But Washington in that battle, heated battle for first place in the division. You know, we're looking at them, Pittsburgh, and even Boston, as Jimmy mentioned, is not completely out of it for first in the division. So lots at stake. Um, there is reason to play hard and play well here uh, for the Capitals uh, going into this game. Now, we know personnel-wise, they've had a lot of in and out of the lineup lately. Oshie, due to the passing of his father, but he came back had a hell of a game uh, against the Rangers. Uh, he is in. Ovechkin looks like he's still out. Uh, Kuznetsov is still going to be out for the uh, Capitals as well, as is uh, Ilya Samsonov. And Justin Schultz uh, on the blue line as well, uh, out for the Capitals. So they're definitely without, without some uh, key cogs, there's no question. But they're still very much capable, probably, finding the back of the net here against uh, Philadelphia. That's what I'm going to hope for. It's Brian Elliott and Vitek Vanacek. Uh, your goaltending matchup here uh, in this game. You know, a lot of these games now these days with these bigger favorites, you know what I'm looking at. Uh, I'm looking at, is he in? Justin Schultz, Bigfoot's is saying he's in. I'm going to have to double check that. Uh, But last, uh, because they had him listed as out, but we'll get a confirmation on that. Let me just quickly look. He is, uh, no, they haven't updated it yet for today. So he might be in. You're right. We'll have to wait and see. Now it says Schultz will not play in Friday's clash with the Flyers. J.J. Regan of NBC Sports Washington reports that. So, um, it looks like he's out from the information I'm getting. Um, so we'll have to wait and see on that. But either way, it is a loss because Justin Schultz has been a, a capable defenseman, uh, very solid in his NHL career. He's been with Edmonton, been with Pittsburgh. Now he's here uh, with uh, Washington. Uh, yeah, I've got him as out, so we'll have to wait and see on that. Um, yeah, I like the over-team total here for Washington. That's definitely the way I would go. When I, I look at these big favorites this late in the season, I'm not looking at money line or even regulation line as much. I'm looking more toward team total uh, type of wagers and with a lot of these bigger favorites you can get three and a half on these teams with their team total Uh, i think that's definitely a good way to go here against the uh, flyers we know the flyers for a very long time now have been good to give up at least four goals to their opponents so uh, washington team total over a little bit on the full game over six and a half for me uh, as well i'm not going to go with the puck lines tonight with washington for one key reason. You know, they could be a little bit lax defensively because, you know, they are coming off those emotional, uh, you know, ticking time bomb games, you could say, against the uh, New York Rangers. So you could see them being a little bit lax defensively. And Philadelphia, believe it or not, you know, they actually poured in the goals against Pittsburgh in the first of those two games. So, you know, Giroux and Couturier, Voracek, Konechny, some of those weapons for the Flyers up front, they haven't exactly completely mailed it in at that end of the ice. They've been brutal defensively but they haven't exactly packed it in offensively. So I do think the game could go over the full game total, but I'm also going to add on Washington team total over three and a half here uh, as well, around minus 130, minus 135. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Flyers, Capitals.
2: Well, I got two bets on this one, Ashley. I I don't think this is going to be the blowout maybe that a lot of people think. I think that's because, look, we talked about, Uh, The Rangers having that emotional letdown, and obviously it was going to be a lot bigger than maybe this because it was right after, not even 24 hours really.
1: And it's a team with nothing to play for, and Washington still does. Yeah,
2: you know, and they got out there and they got in late, but, you know, Washington still has something to play for. So I I don't see Washington losing this game, but what I do have a gut feeling on is they come out slow. They come out a bit, uh, you know is this like a real game we're in here? Are we supposed to fight? Are we supposed to score? What are we supposed to You know, like they, they've just been in this weird twilight zone for the past week. So I see them coming out slow, and that's why I'm going to take the Philadelphia Flyers in the first period regulation line. Uh, you get some really good value on that, and then I'm going to take the Capitals' Jimmy Puck line to win it. So just complete reverse as the game goes on for me.
1: Wow, how about that? So a flyer first period money line, which is like plus one forty to plus one fifty, and then you could go Washington puck line here uh, right after that, uh, minus uh, one and a half goals on the uh, Capitals puck line. Very interesting approach, and I think it's a it's a sound approach to be honest with you. Yeah, that that Washington's a little sluggish early, and and then they get their game going uh, as the game
2: really defense can't hold the lead. You know that They're, they're just getting they're out there playing pond hockey, so. You know, a 2 nothing, 3 nothing lead is not too safe, I think, for a team like Philly.
1: Yeah, no question. Uh, this, no, not the way they've been giving up goals, uh, that's for sure. Yeah, Daniel Sprong, someone's uh, mentioning him in the chat. Yeah, that's a good player to mention. He's been getting more ice time yep. lately for Wash, especially with, you know, the number of guys they've had out lately. And he's made the most of it, the right winger for the uh, Capitals. You know, he scored in the last game against the Rangers. He has scored goals in four of the last five games for the new for the Washington Capitals Daniel Sprong two goals against the Islanders then he had one against the Islanders uh then he had one against Pittsburgh uh one against the Rangers so he scored goals in four of the last five games uh that's pretty good yeah uh, for him I know him too
2: I know know his dad well I used to serve uh serve pints of Guinness to his dad he used to come into the pub I worked at in Montreal so yeah he's good good for him
1: yeah, there's definitely value uh, goal-scoring prop-wise on Daniel Sprong tonight, uh, no question. Might, might be worth a, a a shot there, worth a look. Dallas stars Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, we have Tampa Bay minus 140 home favorites, 5.5 the total in this one. I do think Dallas is worth a small look here because, again, you've got Tampa Bay beat Dallas last time. Uh, we're seeing really strong evidence lately where – teams they beat you know uh, the the team handily the first time and they're a little flat a little lethargic the next time and for dallas this is the end of the road for them uh got a win uh they got a little bit of a stay of execution if you will they're probably not making the playoffs but a stay of execution because of the fact that nashville uh, lost the other night to the columbus blue jackets they still have to win out and hope nashville loses the rest of the way and that's still uh, asking a lot in terms of dallas making the playoffs but for tonight i do see them given that uh, a good goal. I think Tyler Sagan to score a goal is worth a look. He has come back and he has been terrific uh, for the Dallas stars in his few games that he's been back from injury. Um, I think you could see him scoring a goal. I think his goal score prop might be worth a look and look, it should be easier for da- at Dallas to score goals tonight because they get to see obviously Curtis McElhaney in net for the lightning tonight, not Andre Basilevsky. So and look, McIlhenny is still capable, and he played great in his last game against Detroit. But he didn't face a lot of shots, uh, and and the Red Wings are not Dallas from an offensive standpoint. So uh, I think Dallas could find the back of the net. Say again, goal scoring prop, I like that, uh, and I'm going to take a chance here with Dallas around plus 125, plus 130 uh, in this game against the uh, Lightning. I just I know the Lightning could still you know battle for second and third. They're still battling for second, trying to catch Florida. That matters but it's not like you're going to go, Oh yeah, we got to get that second spot. We must get that second spot at all costs. It's not that balls to the wall urgency for Tampa Bay to win these games down the stretch. So I think they could be a little bit vulnerable tonight. So uh, I am going to take a, uh, take a shot here, Dallas at an underdog price, Jimmy, what's your thoughts here? Stars lightning.
2: Yeah, I like where you're going there with that. And I could see the same thing too. And, um, you know, Tampa right now, I think is one. You're right. I, I think, you know, they've been through it. They've been there, done that. So they know that they just got to get to the playoffs healthy. And they're pretty confident in their chances, obviously, as they should be. So, yeah, I'm going to jump on that with you, too. Give me Dallas on the money line.
1: All right, Jimmy, like in Dallas here, plus 130 as well uh, against Tampa Bay. The price is right, you know, off the loss to them. And now you've got, obviously, uh, McElhinney and Nett uh, for uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay, you know, again, I think, like I say, this is – this. you, you want to win, but you don't feel that absolute urgency that you have to win uh, in these final games of the regular season because you're not going to win the division anyway. So we'll have to wait and see. Yes, uh, Dallas definitely coming into this one limping a little bit, but I think if there's one night, one spot for that to take a shot because they have had trouble – with Tampa, Carolina, and Florida all season long, the top three teams in this division. But if there's one night maybe uh, they could get the better of one of these teams, I think it's a chance that it could be tonight here uh, in this game uh, against the Lightning. Next up, we've got Anaheim and Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota, a massive, massive chalk here at home uh, in this game, in that minus 260 to minus 270 range, actually even more than that in some spots, total five and a half here. Uh, we already have confirmed goalies here, Gibson and capo Kakanen uh, for the uh, Minnesota Wild. Um, Anaheim struggling really offensively. Other than that one game, which we uh, uh, profited from with Ryan Miller's final home start, where they exploded for six goals. Uh, they've had a difficult time uh, winning games uh I, I want to bet the over again with Minnesota with the total five and a half, but I don't know what Anaheim's going to do in this game offensively. That's the concern that I have uh, going into this game, but I would lean to the over a little bit. Uh, in terms of Minnesota, uh, Kevin Fiala, still day-to-day. Uh, he did not play the last game against the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, the latest update on him is game-time decision for this game against the Ducks, and obviously, look, he's been great. He's had six goals and 13 points in the last eight games for the Minnesota Wild that he's been in the lineup. So he has been absolutely magnificent. Him and Kaprizov uh, are the guys that have transformed this team and made them a lethal offense, which is not the, the sentence and the phrase we've been able to use with Minnesota for years prior to this year. So um, you got to look – I still look over the total. I'll probably, I'll probably bet it if Fiala's in because he is that much of a difference maker to them offensively. So I'll lean over. I'll bet it if we see Fiala uh, in the lineup tonight. Uh, sidewise, I'm not involved. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Anaheim, Minnesota.
2: What I think is I'm going to pass on this one, but I'm definitely going to be on this game tomorrow. Should Ryan Miller get the start, which I expect he will in his last game ever. And I'm going to jump on that Ryan Miller bandwagon again. Yeah. Uh, I think for the, uh, the Anaheim ducks, I, I know the standings are tight. I know they can still get home advantage against the abs. That is a wild. I'm speaking about here, but Uh, you just got to look at those situations again. But as far as this game goes tonight, I'm just going to stay away. I got, you know, if I was going to do something, I would maybe lean on uh, the wild puck line. Uh, But there's just no value right now for me.
1: Yeah, exactly. And they're coming off the barn burners against Vegas, you know, come back to beat Vegas, uh, and then they go to overtime with Vegas the other night, and Vegas beats them. in so huge games against the Golden Knights maybe yeah. a little bit of a bit of a concern here. Like I say, that's why I would well, I want no part of Minnesota. I'd lean Anaheim, but I think the better spot to back Anaheim. You're right, is waiting for that Ryan Miller start, which could be tomorrow, uh, in the rematch between these two teams. So how we're do you not start run the- run the- I mean, yeah. what,
2: what what would be the reasoning for that if unless he's sick, you know, or yeah. hurt? I mean, it's just. <laughs> you got to be one hell of an asshole not to start the guy tomorrow. I mean, that's all I have yeah. to say.
1: Yeah, give him that one final start. And that the plan all along was to for him to start one more game. Yeah. Uh, and I think tomorrow's a good chance that tomorrow would be that game. We'll definitely let you know on the Saturday show tomorrow when we do it, uh, uh, if he's going to be in and if we'll have that information, hopefully by the time we're on the air tomorrow at noon Eastern. Uh, St. Louis and Vegas. This should be a good one. Vegas minus 180. Uh, home favorites total five and a half shaded to the over. I'm sprinkling on St. Louis here, plus 160 uh, on the Blues here in this one, just a little bit. Look, I know Vegas is tough at home. I get it. But they had a big comeback against the Wild, or the big overtime win, I should say, against the Wild the other night. Look, they're playing great hockey, Vegas, and they've been that way for a very, very long time. I get it. Um, But it's a little bit of a dubious spot here and situation for them coming back uh, home following the two big games against the uh, uh, Wild uh, the other night. Uh, We'll see if they can carry it over here. I know the Blues are very much banged up still uh, going into this game, but they're finding ways to win. It was ugly against Anaheim uh, the last game, but they pulled it out. I know Blay, Dunn, Krug, Tarasenko, they actually might get some of these guys back. They're all uh, game-time decisions uh, going into this game tonight uh, against the uh, Golden Knights. Now, St. Louis is home and cool in, in terms of the playoff spot. That's the one thing you have to worry about here a little bit. Uh, but from a Vegas standpoint, I don't love the price here. I don't love the situation necessarily for them. It's getting more and more increasingly uh, difficult for them. Uh, to, uh, uh, you know, the, the, obviously they're still first in the division, but uh, lot they've got stuff to play for. But I just don't love this particular situation going into this game tonight. patch ready day-to-day, day, of course, as well. Missed the last game uh, due to injury against the Minnesota Wild. We'll see uh, if he comes back. Uh, Alex Tuck has been... Uh, terrific of course stone goes without saying we've talked about uh chandler stevenson now he's really played well lately for the golden knights again i don't love st louis this is not something where it's like a a strong opinion but at the price i just thought it was a little higher than i thought given the situation for the vegas golden knights going into this game so uh, i would lean a little bit here to the st louis Blues side and i do like the over as well five and a half st louis and vegas have had a strong strong over series history a lot of overs with the Blues and the Golden Knights. Uh, and it could get, you could see the Blues relax a little bit tonight defensively because, you know, the playoff spot is pretty much uh, clinched for them, uh, that fourth and final spot in the division. So I think you'll get a pretty entertaining game still. Game will go over five and a half, and I'm going to have a small little sprinkle as well on the Blues at a big plus price. Jimmy, what do you think, Blues, Golden Knights?
2: I'm with you, Ian, uh, and I'm going to actually go take it a little step further. Give me the St. Louis Blues in regulation. I just smell a flat Vegas team tonight. I really do. After the emotions they went through this week, uh, travel, what have you. And, you know, look, I, just looking at the bigger picture, too, I was thinking about it as you were talking about this game, too. Just the travel all those teams in the West have had. I mean, think about the travel that Minnesota and St. Louis get, right? But you know what? I like the Blues in this. I, I think they, they want to make a statement that they're going to be tough to play. Likely against the Knights in the playoffs. This is a message-sending game for the St. Louis Blues as far as I'm concerned. So give me the Blues in regulation.
1: All right, Blues in regulation. So you can get uh, even a better price. Like you can get with the Blues right now around plus 160 uh, for the full game money line. If you want to go one step further and follow Jimmy's uh, uh, lead here uh, and go with the Blues in regulation, you can get plus 235. Uh, on that. So that is a heck of a price there if you want to take that shot with the Blues in regulation. My final game uh, Colorado Avalanche, actually two more games left Colorado Avalanche, LA Kings, Colorado minus 275, uh, road favorites, total five and a half, uh, shaded to the over uh, in this game. Uh, the LA Kings, uh, certainly a team that uh, should be, provide a, a good bounce back situation here for the uh, Avalanche, who actually lost the uh, San Jose Sharks the other night. Give the uh, Sharks credit. One of those games where Colorado had beaten San Jose a couple times in a row. San Jose got them back. Uh, I think there's a good chance for Colorado here that we know how good they've been uh, off a loss this season. Uh, the L.A. Kings, uh, look, they beat Arizona back-to-back games. Spoiler alert, you know, for this Kings team. They beat L.A. 3-2 and then 4-2 uh, in the rematch. Obviously, it's going to be much, much tougher uh, challenge for them uh, in this one tonight, taking on the uh, Colorado Avalanche. Uh, you look at the uh, series history this year. Uh, Colorado, three out of the four they've won. Three out of the four have actually stayed under uh, the total. So that's what's tricky here with the total. Colorado probably won't like that they gave up the amount of chances and goals they did the other night uh, against San Jose. When it was all said and done, they were a little bit looser. We'll see. It's just that L.A., I don't love their defense against teams that can score and have depth offensively and up front and can put the puck in the net. So that's what would worry me about the uh uh the total being under, I think the Colorado team total might be the, you know, signal out that it's three and a half Colorado team total is probably what I feel a little bit better about and stronger about going into this game tonight, Uh Colorado team total over three and a half rather uh, than the full game over. Jimmy, what do you think here? Avalanche and Kings.
2: I think this is kind of one of the, I'll call it a mini situational one for me and you already touched on it there. Ian. Not a, you know, not a great week for the Colorado Avalanche. And I don't think they want any of those habits that were maybe coming out and and rearing their ugly head uh, to continue right now. They They want to rid their game of that stuff right now. And this is one of those games against a perfect opponent for it that I think they can correct those mistakes they've been making, things that have been trending the wrong way in their game and really start to sharpen up for the playoffs. So I've got three bets on this. I'm going to do exactly that. I'm going to do that team total over for Colorado. I'm going to do... Colorado in regulation on the first period. And then I'm going to do a Jimmy puck line Colorado as well. So this is a big game for me.
1: All right. There you go. First period, Colorado puck line, full game puck line, Colorado team total get right situation here for the uh, avalanche uh, for Jimmy tonight, looking at the uh, avalanche uh, in this one, multiple ways. Yes. Dustin Brown out uh, for the uh, LA Kings tonight probably will be, um, Jonathan, actually, Jonathan Quick, the projected goalie tonight. He's day to day. They say there's a chance he might return and be in tonight. So keep an eye on that uh, in terms of the uh, goaltending situation. The final game: Arizona and San Jose. Uh, we've got the uh, uh, Arizona Coyotes now. are pretty much relegated uh, out of playing for exercise, uh, essentially. Minus or pretty much even money here, both sides. Total five and a half. I, I, I was actually tempted to bet San Jose here. To be honest with you. Uh, for the very first time because Arizona it's over for them they're not catching the St Louis Blues uh and they've already lost to San like when Arizona needed the points and needed the wins in San Jose just recently San Jose beat them so yeah. now you now you're gonna trust Arizona to win in San Jose uh with all of the you know with their playoff hopes dashed and you know i'm I'm, I'm gonna bet them hell I'm gonna bet San Jose here minus 110 because they just lost to la twice you know at home. This this is another good, good situational playoff. one, man. Very yeah, good I mean, this, this to me, and look, San Jose hasn't completely rolled over. You know, they have found ways to win some games. They beat Colorado three to two the other night. You know, they've still got Evander Kane and Dylan Gambrell has played well offensively for the Sharks of late. Uh, they're still seeing some guys contribute: Tomas Hertl, um, Kevin LeBanc, uh, Rudolphs Balsers. I mean, they're getting some uh, d- depth scoring right now. The Sharks give them credit, and look, they are going to go back to this youngster in net, the young kid. Uh, Joseph Kozinas is back in net tonight for the San Jose Sharks, and he's the guy that was in there uh, two nights ago when they beat Colorado 3-2. to two. And I agree with Bob Bugner. Good riddance to Martin Jones. If he's upset, tough shit. You know, he's had another rough season. He's been bad for the last couple of years in San Jose. He's not that team's future in terms of their goaltending anymore. You got to see what this young Yosef Kozinas can do. And, he, you know, he won the last time. He's had some rough games, but he's had a lot of good games, too. So I think we're going to see uh, – there's two bets I like here. I think we're going to see a loose game up and down the ice. Arizona now doesn't have to dig in defensively. Their season's over. I think it's more of a casual laissez-faire uh, style of game for them tonight. A little bit trade chances uh, a little bit more than they're accustomed to under Tockett. And, look, Darren Drager on TSN last night, Insider, said Rick Tocket probably parting ways with Arizona after this season as well. So, uh, you know. Really?
2: Hmm? Interesting.
1: Yeah, well, said that. they're probably moving on from Tockett or Tockett's moving on from them, but it's looking like there's going to be a coaching change well, uh, in the way, potentially, with the Coyotes in the offseason.
2: Go back and read what I wrote last week, Ian, and off the record on Boston Hockey Now there. I had, I had a good source, a reliable source, telling me uh, that Seattle is waiting on that to happen. Uh, they just w- w- they weren't sure it was going to happen. So that's interesting. I would definitely keep an eye on Rick Tockett to Seattle. I think Brindamore is still in the hunt there, but they, they're they they're loading up the Brinks truck for him in Carolina. I think it's going to be tough for him to leave that situation, especially after the season they have. They could win the cup. So we'll see. But uh, Tockett, I think, could end up in Seattle. That's interesting. Thanks for the heads up. That's, that's that's
1: a good call because they need a coach and they haven't named one yet. Well, and, well, and, the, the season's going to start in October. Seattle Kraken need a coach. Who
2: did Tarkett win a Stanley Cup with in Pittsburgh? Oh, yeah, Ronnie Francis. There you go.
1: There you go. Yeah, where there's smoke, there's fire. Yes, there's a connection, Ron Francis. Hell, Ron Francis brought the friggin' play-by-play guy from Carolina that he knew, John Forslund, to be the television voice yep. of the Seattle team. So, so he's so loyal he, to he his friends. He's loyal to his friends, exactly. So Rick talking to Seattle—that's uh, that's that's a good thought. That's very very possible. Uh, so for me and it back getting back to this game, I'm on San Jose minus one ten over five and a half as well. I think we'll get it up uh, enough goals to get it over the total. Kojanash has been good last game, especially in net for the Sharks. Uh, but I think Arizona can chip in a few. I think it's going to be Kemper for the Coyotes, and he's he's been awful in this building. The last two games Kemper started in San Jose, he was lit up. Uh, so I think the game goes over the total and I'm going to back San Jose. I haven't done it very often, but I think the situation, it makes sense to do it here tonight, backing San Jose. Jimmy, what do you think here? Coyotes and sharks.
2: I, you know what? I mean, I love, I love everything you just said. I'd have to agree with all of it just to save us time. I'm I'm going to do that as well, but I'm going to even take it a step further. Again, put me in regulation for the San Jose sharks uh, to win this game. And I'll tell you another thing, too, to keep on, you know, for the rest of the Sharks games. You already mentioned some of these young guys are playing well, and I'll tell you why. Uh, I know somebody pretty high up in that organization, and he's he's told me in the last week or so that they've made it clear to a lot of those guys, uh, especially the highly touted prospects that they brought in this year that maybe didn't get to the level they wanted. They said, look, you, it's no short thing you're going to be here next year. We have no problem with you going back to the Barracuda so don't don't think that you have some job lined up for next year. So you better show us in the next few games that you want to position on this team next year. And I think that's what we're seeing right now from San Jose Sharks. And, and you look at Arizona. You're right. I mean, those guys, are just like, screw this. We just we made a good shot. We worked our ass off and we didn't make it. This is just a great situation for the San Jose Sharks.
1: Yeah, exactly. One of those teams that's, you know, still giving you uh, an effort, still giving you a, a, a puncher's chance. Like, even the game they lost to Colorado, and I think they felt they were behind like 4-1 to one or something, or four, and they, they made it 4-3, and they were pushing for the uh, tying goal in the final minute. That was in Denver uh, over the weekend, uh, and, and they st- hung in that game pretty well. Yeah. So you're seeing this San Jose team not roll over down the stretch. Yeah,
2: one thing, by the way, too, I don't know. Did you already say Couture is done for the season?
1: Yes, he's out for the season. Yeah. Correct. Yeah.
2: Okay. I didn't hear, hear you. Sorry.
1: Yeah, he is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they've missed him now the last few games, and they've still loved, they've been a competitive team. And again, I, Arizona, you worry about Arizona. Like, let's be honest. They lost in San Jose twice, back to back, when they desperately needed the points, and they were still alive. Yeah. Now they're going to go in there and and, and give you something. I, and then I,
2: the element you just throw in, you you know, they got a dead man walking behind the bench. So, I mean. It's it's a it's not a good situation in Arizona right now. I think Phil Kessel's gonna start eating the hot dogs again and hit the golf course. <laughs>
1: That's very possible. Yes, and we know uh, Phil the thrill Kessel loves his uh, hot dogs. Uh, no question. He can't be called a thrill anymore. Kirill is the new thrill uh, yeah. right now. The NHL Kaprizov. All right, great stuff, Jimmy. Uh, that is the Friday NHL card. Uh, before we get to best bets. Uh, reminder, again, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, use the promo code THPN, NHL, MLB, NBA on a daily basis. Great time of year to try out DraftKings. Uh, when you download the app and sign up for an account, you'll get uh, a deposit bonus, weekly specials and incentives. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, use the promo code uh, THPN. All right, another great show, great week of shows. See if we can ap- uh, end it on a strong note with our Friday Best Bets uh, Jimmy uh you're right I should I should have stuck with the uh, Bruins as a best bet yesterday instead of Edmonton team total but hey I'm still nine and four a really good run overall still with the best bets coming into today and all plays all ice guys show bet plays and all of my bets all together in the NHL 29 and 14 run going into tonight 67 percent so it's been a very good stretch for me uh, in the NHL. Uh, we'll see if we can from a betting standpoint we'll see if we can keep it going tonight uh Jimmy, where are you going for your Friday best bet?
2: I'm going to go uh, to L.A. there, man, uh, on the boulevard, on the Sunset Strip. Uh, let's give me the Colorado Avalanche uh, in the first period one. That will be my best my best one, the first period puck one.
1: All right, there we go. Colorado Avalanche, minus a half goal, right around even money uh, in the first period uh, for Jimmy Murphy with his uh, best bet uh, for the Friday edition of the Ice Guys. Uh, my best bet for this card is going to be um, – The I'm going to go Washington uh, Capitals team total uh, over three and a half minus one thirty. The team totals have been actually pretty good last night. This came up short with Edmonton, but uh, I'm going to go with that. Uh, I almost came. I actually almost went San Jose best bet, but I'm going to I'm just going to stay. I'm going to keep that a regular bet tonight. The Sharks, but I'm going to go with Washington uh, team total over three and a half minus one thirty. That is going to be my best bet capitals still playing for the division i don't see them you know taking a whole lot of nights off with that uh with that prize still up for grabs and we know the flyers hemorrhaging goals just ask the uh, pittsburgh penguins who put up a touchdown uh, on the uh, philadelphia flyers uh, in their last game seven goals i think we can get four minimum from washington tonight so washington capitals Team total over 3.5, minus 130, my best bet. That'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys for Friday. Uh, Jimmy Murphy, we hope you have a great weekend. I know you will be back with us on Monday. Uh, Looking forward to that. Of course, we'll be on uh, Saturday and Sunday at noon Eastern. Again, we're on YouTube seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday, Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, uh, you can download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and iHeart. You can check the Ice Guys podcast out there. For Jimmy Murphy, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Friday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. Talk to you again tomorrow on Saturday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.